Welcome to this Nutri Ingredients USA podcast. I'm Shane Starling, and I'm pleased to be joined by Dr. Kevin Pearson, who is a researcher at the University of Kentucky uh, in resveratrol. Now, uh, you just gave a talk uh, at the NutriCon uh, conference here today, uh, Kevin, in regard to uh, healthy aging and resveratrol. What did you have to say? I summarized the studies that were done in collaboration with both the National Institute on Aging and Harvard University, where mice were fed either a high-fat diet or a standard diet in addition to resveratrol. I talked about those findings. And, and what, what, what's the general consensus there then? That resveratrol can protect against a lot of the negative effects that are associated with high-fat feeding in mice. It also increased lifespan as well. And then we also talked about what happened in mice that were fed a standard diet in resveratrol. We didn't see a, an extension of lifespan in mice fed a standard diet. And that was picked up in the press a lot, wasn't it? This, uh, the fact that, oh, suddenly resveratrol doesn't work. That's exactly true. And what was not reported as much as it should have been is that mice typically don't die from cardiovascular disease when they're fed a normal standard diet. But one of resveratrol's main functions is protecting against cardiovascular decline. So another thing is that we, we also assessed the health of these mice and found that resveratrol treatment in mice fed a standard diet also had decreased cataracts, decreased osteoporosis, and increased function on a rotorod, which measures balance and coordination. And there's a lot of uh, studies that have been conducted with resveratrol demonstrating numerous benefits. Um, and there's been a lot of hype around resveratrol as well in the last few years. Do you think that the, uh, the body of science uh, gener- um, backs up the, uh, the hype that is being generated? I think resveratrol research right now is a really exciting field because the research is starting to back up some of the hype. And I think in the next few years, we're going to see a lot of clinical studies that are coming out to where we see whether or not resveratrol can improve health in humans. And there hasn't been so many human studies done in the past, but I guess that's a factor uh, of the fact that resveratrol was only first identified in wine, for instance, maybe less than 20 years ago. That's true. Resveratrol was found to be in red wine in 1992, and since then there's been an explosion of publications dealing with resveratrol. So the natural progression is to start in lower-level organisms and then move up the scale to where finally we have human research. And you, you're working in a new, relatively new area yourself now at the University of Kentucky. Uh, something to do with fetal programming and resveratrol. And what, what, what does that mean? That's true. I'm, I'm interested in looking at how, if mother mice are eating a high-fat diet, this can program the offspring to obesity and cardiovascular disease and diabetes. So what I'm trying to do is treat these same mice that are eating a high-fat diet with resveratrol and see if resveratrol can improve those outcomes in the next generation. Sounds interesting, Kevin. Uh, Good luck with that, and thanks very much for your time. Uh, Thank you. Shane Starling at Expo West.